Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome one and all, all in one, to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of WindowsComing.net, and Daniel Roman over there, Hello, hi. Hello, hello. Of winnerscoming.net. Talk about all things sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, even books. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I see Robert, Nicole, Julie, Martha in the chat. Hello. Good to see you. We have so much to talk about, so much to catch up on, so much to share. Daniel, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm excited for the show. We've got stuff to talk about. We've got more stuff to talk about. And then we've got a little bit of extra stuff to talk about. So it's going to be mm-hmm. a good show today. Um, lots of things I'm excited to hear your opinion about, Dan. Uh, okay. How are you doing? Swell. I was on a uh, long five-day vacation out on the East Coast in a sunny beachy area where exactly none of your business. This is my personal life. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. Um, and now I'm back rested still on Eastern vacation time, but ready to dive into this. Daniel, yeah. what are we discussing today? Well, as we so often do, we're going to start in Westeros. Uh, there's not a lot of Westeros news this week, but there are a couple of interesting things that we figured we should probably touch on to keep all you listeners there in the chat well informed so you know the latest news from the set of house of the dragon uh so the biggest news uh which is admittedly relatively small news but important news nonetheless uh so we found out thank you i i did my best Uh, So House of the Dragon is currently doing reshoots. Uh, This is a fairly normal thing. Lots of productions do it. Basically, they wrapped filming last year. They come back this year and they shoot all the little bits that they forgot that didn't quite go as well, that they need to glue everything together, blah, blah, blah. Um, We knew they were happening throughout February, um, but a new report from the reputable spies at Redanian Intelligence Love them. Um, has uncovered. Yeah, they, they are on top of it. Um, so House of the Dragon reshoots are going to run until at least mid-March. We have confirmation for this now. And one of the things they are doing reshoots for in mid-March is a battle scene. Um, and we know this because some actor who of dubious scruples sent Redanian intelligence a casting notice from their huh. agency or what have you. Yeah, they had an actual picture of the casting notice on on the original RI report for this that basically says this is for a battle scene. Here are the dates. I think the latest one was like March 13th or 14th. You have to be comfortable wearing fake blood or you need not apply. Um, so that's the gist of what's going on with House of the Dragon. They're reshooting some battle um, and expecting to do some of that next month. So, Dan, my question for you is, is this all normal? Do we think it'll affect the release date? And what do you make of this news? 
it won't affect the release date because we don't even know the release date is yet. They've been good about that. Yeah. I mean, it's normal to do reshoots. I do feel like there have been a little more than usual for a show, which I attribute to them filming through the writer's strike and being unable totally. to change anything on the fly. So they're having to pick up a lot of things after the fact with reshoots, but nothing to be worried about now. It's been a while since their things filmed through a writer's and actor's strike. That was pretty historical what happened last year. Uh, again, we it haven't was. seen that since I want to say like the 50s or something or 60s, maybe 80s. I don't actually know. Eight, Not in my 80s. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four, four, I think 80s was ago. the last time. Yeah. That, that so the that was writers weird. and actors it, were both striking. Yeah. It was weird. It caused some problems. So they're having to reshoot stuff uh, more than they might otherwise. But I'm sure it'll still be on track for a summer release date. We got to have a release date yeah. coming up soon here, I would figure. Um, you know what? I'll Gotta predict be. we will have a release date for House of Dragons Season 2 by the middle of March. March 8th. If we will have one by then. March And 8th. if not, may lightning strike me dead. We're, you better watch out. We're going to start calling you Cassandra Webb at this rate with these <laughs> predictions. <laughs> not, not Cassandra <laughs> Webb. <laughs> but long yeah, live. I imagine you're right. Yeah, long, long live Cassandra Webb. I imagine you're right that we'll get a release date sometime soon. I don't think this affects it at all. I, I would be surprised if it did uh, because so the last time Casey Bloys, the HBO president, uh, saw fit to grace us mortals with information about House of the Dragon was in like late January. He said we can expect to see season two in, quote, early summer. Um, so presumably he new reshoots were happening when he said that. I, I don't think Casey Bloys is going to be blindsided by the stuff we're talking about today. Um, so yeah, I imagine that things are moving along swimmingly on House of the Dragon and it's all closed sets. So don't really expect any cool photos like we got last year. Um, things are now tightly under wraps. But yeah, oh. that that's the gist of, in Westeros, uh, you have any other Westeros stuff you want to talk about before we move into the juiciest of dramas of the week? <laughs> no, let's move on. Let's bite uh, that juice. What's next? Okay. So the other, I say the other, there are a few things going on this week. Uh, one of them is that True Detective Night Country, the fourth season of True Detective, wrapped up its six episode run on Sunday. Um, so Night Country's over. Um, it seemed to be a pretty divisive ending. Um, it has a really low IMDb score, but it was also like the most viewed episode of the season. And Night Country as a whole, I think, was the most viewed season of the show. Um, but a lot of people are hating on it. Um, and that includes uh, original True Detective creator Nick Pizzolatto. Oh my God, this baby. Um, yeah, he's really so Dan, why don't you explain this because you watched True Detective. I think you're a little more plugged into what happened here, uh but it seems like he's basically sharing any trollish comments he can find on his Instagram stories like in a pretty uh ungraceful way. Is that more or yeah, less right? More or less. I I want to say two things uh to the collected masses out there. Hey everybody. Uh, first, I'm sorry <laughs> that we don't have a Dune 2 review for you today. I am seeing it early, but I'm seeing it next week early. And I'm jealous of everyone who got to saw it early and talk about it today, including our own uh, WIC writer, Kyle Silagi, who has a review up on WIC right now. 
go read it. But I did um, yes. watch True Detective Night Country. Uh, six episodes on HBO. Nicole says it was Don't all spoil right, the end. special. Yeah, I'm gonna. No, For Robert. Um, I won't. Okay, I, I, I won't spoil the end. You have my rest assured, Robert. <laughs> and I liked it quite a bit. I agree with Nicole that it wasn't it didn't blow my the brain at the back of my head. I liked it. I thought it, I liked the characters mm-hmm. a lot. I liked Jodie Foster's character, Liz Danvers. I liked Kelly Rice's character, Evangeline Navarre. They had, they had like an odd couple grizzled detective thing going on. I really liked this cool. younger, fresh-faced detective, Peter Pryor, dumb name, good character, who's kind of like like the 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 upstart rookie to their grizzled veteran detective stuff, who kind of has like a yeah. thing of contrast. I liked the story. I liked the um the arc of it i really i like the ending a lot the ending was the most watched and the highest rated just it's overall the episode's a little lower okay. rated than than has um it's been getting a bit of backlash online uh including from the original creator who i'll pause to mention is an executive producer yeah. who fully gets money off this but he's still yes, going he online saying it's so stupid he's reposting these kind of scathing reviews from, I mean, I'll just say it, like the neck beard kind of contingent, who nice. are talking about how it doesn't hold a candle to Nick Pizzolatto's brilliant work on the first season and his classic dialogue. It's disrespectful. It's disgraceful. It's uh, It just hammers home this men equal bad uh, agenda. And that is sort of the tenor I got from a lot of because I was curious, because I, I was watching the show, and I'm like, this is pretty yeah. good. It's different, but it's pretty good, and I, I did like it. And I I was curious as why it was so much lower rated on sites like IMDb, and I read some of their reviews, and look, I'm not saying everyone's coming from the <laughs> same place. People are very different. But you read some of these reviews, and you definitely get a vibe of, like, no chicks in my treehouse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A bit of, like, we don't want to say that we don't like that there are this show is fronted by women. So instead we'll say things like, I don't like that the show has an agenda or I don't like that the show yeah. is anti-man. I don't like that. It's um, too concerned with drama like that. It's all kind of coded a little bit where I feel like mm-hmm. they want to say, I don't like that there are women in this, but um that's socially unacceptable so they say everything up to that point i think i got a lot of blowback because it involved ladies i do think if this were a show about two men made by a man it wouldn't have been nearly as bad the blowback anyway i thought it was nice i think it's a nice it did feel different than the old series it leaned more into kind of over horror like the old true detective series at least the first and the third the second's kind of a, a a mess have this gimmick where it's a detective story, but it's really about the mysteries of the universe. And okay. it's shot and framed and paced in a way where things seem to mean more than a couple of cops trying to solve a mystery. But it, it always has a the mystery always has like a normal human um solution, but yeah. While we've been finding it, we've taken this philosophical journey into the heart of darkness kind of a thing. That's the true gotcha. vibe. And it was best in season one. This one, this one leaned a little like it 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 literally had like shots of drowned 
Ringu girls in the background, like it's like creepy, like ah, like things. Like, was there really supernatural going on this time? Gotcha. Um, but it 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 did play fair. I like the I thought, I thought the ending played very very fair. It resolved the mystery in a way that I a didn't see coming, but did make a lot of sense. Which really is the what you want out of a good mystery, I think. Um, totally. And that had a statement to make, um, and a statement that the original creator Nick Pizzolatto who kind of typifies like the grizzled Ronin showrunner who plays by his own rules and won't let the network talk him down, man, um, wouldn't have touched, which I liked. I I thought it kept Hmm. true detective DNA intact, but put enough of a new stamp on it to refresh things. I thought it was good. And I definitely think uh, the backlash, uh, there's a, a, an, an element of just kind of naked id in there that shouldn't be taken seriously. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So you said a few things that I think are pretty, pretty interesting here. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, number one Marvel fan over there on YouTube saying it with their whole chest uh, that it does feel way off from the other series. And yes, being two female leads is harming the show a lot. Which at this point, everyone creating shows and movies must be aware will happen. Now, number one Marvel fan, I'm going to push back on that because... Are you? Yeah, be saying it will harm it to have female leads. Like, so what's the solution there? Don't... (laughs) Like, yes, there will be the pylon, but is caving to the pylon of people who are basically being against the idea of women fronting these kinds of shows. Is that the right path to take here? Personally, I don't know that it is. Um, I think that a lot of these criticisms we're hearing are kind of shining a light on how hollow these, these criticisms are, because a lot of people are saying it doesn't hold a candle to season one and stuff like that. But um, what about season two and three? You just, so Dan, and something you said, season two is a mess. So this is an unfair standard people are holding this to of comparing it to the first season. Does it improve on season two? That yeah, Nick Pizzolatto? Yeah. So it is kind of a like looking back with rose-tinted glasses as a way to frame this argument that personally I just I just don't have patience for. I think that's really – I think studios can't cave to that personally. Um well, I'll, I'll also, so, um, can I add something? Yeah, please. Sorry. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for parting, for parting. We'll get back in a second. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll point out because number one Marvel fan also mentions like Madam Web and the Marvel's female led shows kind of pile on to get harm. They do pile on to get harm. The difference is yeah. True, True Detective Night Country is a success. Like it was the most watched yeah. season of the series so far. You'll always get pushback online, but at the end of the day, like numbers are numbers. And yeah, I, I think this is a well-made season of TV first and foremost, and it's fresh in a way that's not, and it's a success. So it doesn't really, I mean, the, 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 
the reasons that Madam Web and the Marvels didn't do well have nothing to do with them, you know, very different having female leads. Like uh, yeah. Morbius also bombed because it was awful. Like Madam Web bombed because yeah. it was awful. So, so bad. Night Country, pretty good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think the Marvels is an interesting example because it was a pretty decent movie, but it came out during this period of Marvel just like totally destroying all the goodwill they had with audiences yeah. that kind of led to a perfect storm of the Marvels bombing regardless of its actual quality. But it, I think you're totally right, Dan. Night Country has been kind of an undisputable success for HBO. Um, I think it's interesting. I didn't realize this. Mm. Um, I saw someone saying online, I think on Twitter or somewhere, that um, Issa Lopez originally pitched Night Country as its own show. And yeah. HBO basically said, hey, could you maybe make this a true detective season instead of of its own show? And then she did. Um, so it seems like there were like some studio demands here that, you know, they reframed the show to fit. Um, I mean, Jodie Foster, man, how are you going to complain about a show with Jodie Foster as a as a lead police officer? That's like, you know, she's been she's one of the OGs from Silence of the Lambs doing that kind of role. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like the one thing I will say with the with the whole Nick Pizzolatto thing is that he has not convinced me Night Country is bad, but he has convinced me I never really want to watch the seasons he made. <laughs> because the way he's been acting since this came out is uh, pretty pretty lame, pretty shameful, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's it, which is too bad because by all accounts, the first season is great television. I'm now biased against it because of how he's acting. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It, he, he does seem like a whiny, stupid baby. I mean, we can get into the whole discussion of like, you know, can you separate the art from the artist? Can you enjoy a piece of art, even though it's created by somebody with problematic opinions? But yeah, we would be here um, for the next couple of weeks talking about that. So maybe we should just move on. People will. Yep. They will be debating that long after you and I and this podcast have returned to the dust. Um, so. Yeah, let's let's move on. Unless you have anything else to add, unless anybody out there has anything else to add about True Detective, we can get into our next bit of controversy. Ben Jack agrees think? that his uh, lot has tainted my view of the first season. People love Jodie uh, Foster. The series very, very good. Kelly Rice, also very solid. Yeah. I just want to say, um, before we go on, Finn Bennett as Peter Pryor, bit of a breakout star for me. I really liked him in that in that kind of secondary role. I hope he goes places. Yeah. And I'll just, so this is again, in my very limited view of the internet, Julie said, it'd be interesting to know if it's mostly men saying it's not good because of women leads. Yes, Julie. <laughs> I would say probably exclusively men are making that complaint. So yeah, at least from, from what I've seen, I think it's a fairly safe assumption. Um, but yeah, so moving on from True Detective, because that wasn't the only thing that's, um, raised a few eyebrows this past week. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the Wheel of Time. There were kind okay. of a few, there were two big rumblings in the Wheel of Time community this week, which Dan, I think you might have actually even missed some of these while you were off gallivanting um, in whatever sunny shores you were at. Uh, so the, the first bit of news for the Wheel of Time is that filming for season three in South Africa has officially started. Um, I have thought they oh, had maybe started that already, but but apparently they really 
got underway this week. Um, so we're expecting those are mostly scenes in the Aiel Waste, the, the Aiel homeland that we're going to see next season, possibly the coastal city of Tanchico. They're filming some of this stuff at Cape Town Studios, which is the same studio that like One Piece utilized. It's like the first of its kind state of the art studio in Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, um, cool. The website Watt Series published a really comprehensive, great report about this, including directors and actors who are supposedly there for filming. And there's one very notable actor who isn't in South Africa, who is important to the whole Iowa storyline. And that is Donald Finn, Matt. He's currently playing Orpheus in a production of Town in London's West End. So presumably that means he's not doing any major filming for the Wheel of Time because Hades Town is running right now. Um, so what does this mean for Matt in season three? Um, Dan, you just Matt finished the Shadow again? Rising. Well, I don't know if these are Matt problems or if these are planned problems. Like, I think I imagine that this fit into their plans for season three more than them rewriting season three. Yeah, but, I, I mean, was going to say think? like it. I mean, just because he's in a production of something doesn't mean he can't come on later when he's needed. Right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have an understudy. For every single scene. Well, under, even understudy. Yeah. Like maybe there's Matt's not involved in every page of The Shadow Rising. Like, in, 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 until yeah. um, I hear more, I'm, I'm not too upset about this. God, it would be funny, though, if they had to recast Matt again and get somebody else in there and just God, make it a tradition. <laughs> also, every season, um, it's a new Matt. Yeah, it's a new Matt every year. Next year. <laughs> Also, um, I listened to uh, Hades Town, the cast recording on a drive through Michigan once, and it was nice. Nice. I'm not really familiar with it, but I like, you know, I like that he's doing a musical. He's playing Orpheus, which is a cool role. So the uh, there's kind of a little bit more to this story from some leaks that came out uh, from uh, What Up, which uh, What Up, I don't know why I said it like that. What Up, which is a, a YouTube channel that does Wheel of Time news. That basically Matt was going to appear in some scenes in Tanchico, which so Tanchico mm -hmm. is this coastal town. The way Rafe Judkins has talked about it almost makes it sound like uh, like almost a pirate hideout. We're expecting to meet like the sea folk there. And it, that story will really revolve around Nynaeve and Elaine next season. That's pretty okay. much straight from the books. But apparently uh, Donald Finn has also filmed some scenes there. Which would be a change. Uh, so it sounds like more than them having to panic and, and adjust. I think, like you said, it, they may be moving some of Matt's stuff to Tanchico. And without getting into spoilers, there's some some doors that Matt deals with. And it's possible. my right. opinion is it's possible those doors could help him get to the IEL waste a little quicker. Um, but basically, we'll see what happens is, is kind of the word on the street. Yeah, I'm more concerned about them only starting to film the third season now. It seems like well, no it's not, show can. Oh wait, are you saying like of it. It, it started? Okay, so they've been filming for a while. It's just that they've already wrapped most of the season. So oh, this is good. just the they wrapped most of season three, like all of the Czech Republic filming. So like Two Rivers and and mm. the White Tower, presumably they wrapped all that stuff in I think November or December. So South Africa is specifically Aiel waste scenes and maybe some Tanchico stuff is my understanding. Some network has to figure out eventually how to film one of these big, splashy, 
genre shows in a way that you get a new season out every year. No one's been able yeah. to do it for a while now. At, toward the end of Game of Thrones, they couldn't do it. House of the Dragon can't do it. The Rings of Power can't do it. Well, the Time can't do it. And part of that is because things were interrupted by the strikes. Part of that is mm -hmm. because things were interrupted by COVID. Yeah. But whoever can do it is going to have a big advantage when totally. it comes to maintaining momentum and hype. And it yeah. felt like the Wheel of Time wanted to be the one because they were filming totally. these things back to back. And then they could then the strikes happened last year, so they couldn't manage it. But I just hope someone can figure out a way to make this happen. Because whoever can is going to reap benefits. But we're still waiting. We're holding out for a hero. Yeah, and I honestly, I thought there was a decent chance it could be the Wheel of Time just because of the way these overlapped and knowing they wrapped like the majority of the season last year. I was kind of like, man, maybe there's some hope they could get season three out like late in 2024. Um, knowing that they're, they have, uh, it's projected like a couple of months of filming in South Africa still to go. Um, I don't know how realistic a 2024 date is for them anymore at this point. It's not totally off the table, but I'd be really surprised. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think whatever show figures out how to do this in a yearly timely fashion is going to really win over a lot of hearts and minds. Um, the Witcher can't do it. The Sandman can't nope. do it. Nobody can do it. Something, something Sora AI. Um, someone's <laughs> someone's gonna try it. So just, I just really hope that they can figure it out. Um, yeah, me otherwise, too. I kind of fear the big fantasy sci-fi revolution petering out a bit because I, I don't know if you can really sustain it. Even though there are a lot of shows out there, and I think HBO That's what's has a keeping good plan. it going. I think there are, and, and HBO has a good plan with like one Game of Thrones season a year, even if it's not the same show a year. That'll help. Yeah. But just someone, I'm just begging you, someone figure it out. It can't be, I, I know you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes for HBO because that's similar to what Netflix tried to do with The Witcher. Like Netflix mm. kind of had that idea, except they were doing different spinoffs every year and they were really not of very good quality. Yeah, they, they weren't very good even compared to the shakier seasons of the mainline Witcher show. Um, but uh, hopefully HBO can do it better because they're it's ha just House of the Dragon and A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. And those are two really solid stories that hopefully they can get some really good teams behind and do well. Um, man, I Stranger can't wait for A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, no. Stranger yeah, Things, it's going to be what years between their season four and five at this point. Somebody they're they're like filming that. right now, too. Um <laughs> Okay, so, so that's just my plea yeah. to people. What else is happening, Dan? <laughs> well, since you brought up uh, Mumble Mumble Sora AI, uh, something I think it's we can just touch on this briefly that I think would be good to talk about kind of clearly. So there was a, a new story that broke, I want to say last week, that a new Wheel of Time AI was being developed that was mm -hmm. trained exclusively on the Wheel of Time books to basically mm -hmm. be a 
companion for people, answer their questions about the series and pull up things about the canon. And the the people who announced this said, and if a writer's room is trying to write a show, they can ask the AI for things about Wheel of Time and it will tell them. And okay. a lot of people made the, the face you just made. <laughs> there were a lot of very alarmed reactions to this um, from people who, okay. Well, a lot of people thought it meant oh, the show is going to be utilizing this extensively. And so do you know what, you know, IWAT Productions, right, Dan? Oh, they're the people who made um, the kind of janky, hold on to the rights Wheel of Time pilot uh, yes. all those years ago. The with, Winter Dragon. Oh, with that gentleman who was in Titanic. Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. Yeah. Yes. So those people, they that was under a different company. They've rebranded. That was Red Eagle Entertainment. This is IWAP Productions. It's the same people. Um, basically, they bought the rights for the Wheel of Time from Robert Jordan back in like 2004. And through a variety of shady methods, they have managed to hold on to them to this day, including that very infamous uh, made-for-television 20-minute pilot of the the prologue of the eye of the world that aired in the middle of the night and that Robert Jordan's widow said he had never heard anything about. And it was a whole thing. Um, so they are the ones who are teaming up with another company to make this wheel of time AI. Um, so what that means is that it's not connected to the Amazon show whatsoever um and i think dan maybe he's either frozen he's pretending he was turned into a statue by the witch from narnia or he's back hey dan um wow that was so fast but yeah so basically this ai has absolutely nothing to do with the show um to me the the kind of eyebrow raising thing about this is just the sheer amount of things i want productions has been announcing since season two like it was like a decently large success i would say it's not like no. resetting records but it clearly elevated the profile of the wheel of time show um and since then it seems like they've just been going so hard because this is like the fourth or fifth announcement uh, like we got that White Tower movie, the Age of Legends movies, and these guys have announced movies in the past that didn't pan out. So, yeah, if you saw, but those of you listening, if you heard anything about the Wheel of Time AI stuff, you don't need to worry about the show. It's not related to that at all. Um, Dan, I know we just rambled a lot. I know you're frozen, but do you have any thoughts about any of this? Well, I heard every word you said, even though. Um, Did you? I yeah, I, I was. Okay. I, I, I was fine. It was just a visual that was frozen. I was fine. Oh, um, I see. I see. No, it, it's. I, I had no problem with this. It sounds like they made an AI wiki. So, like, sure, exactly. Whatever you want. Doesn't ChatGPT yeah. like already have read all of the Wheel of Time books? Presumably, <laughs> presumably. Feels, I mean, the last one came out years ago. It feels duplicative, and I don't know, like, not really worth announcing. It didn't. When I read it, I kind of was yeah. like, okay. Cool. Yeah, Fine. I thought nothing of it until I saw a certain like a decent amount of people being like, 
my favorite comment that I saw was from uh, this booktuber, uh, Pet- Patrick Leo, who said, the show is determined to bail fire itself. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I just saw a lot of people who were basically coming back with that kind of, oh, no, what are the Amazon is determined to tank this show. Um, and it's it's kind of a shame that there needs to be any sort of explanation on something like this, because it's just the same people who apparently I didn't realize this. Robert Jordan was on really bad terms with by the time he passed away. I mean, not um, hard to believe, I found it, given what they've done with the property. not hard to believe. Yeah, I found a quote from him that was like from a month before he he passed, where he basically talked about how he couldn't wait for their contract to lapse um, <laughs> to be done with them. And it's it, kind of wild that now it's like, you know, years and years later and they're still in the picture. But yeah, that's what's going on with the Wheel of Time. So yeah, if Robert Jordan had held out, um, I mean, because he wasn't that old when he died, I don't think. If he'd lived no. like through this fantasy renaissance, he would have gotten some plum offers for the Wheel of Time. Uh, it's too bad. Probably. He uh, had had to work with these people who don't who seem very um uh cynical about cashing in in whatever way they can. Uh but no, yeah. it sounds fine. And uh yep. I think Natalie asked if an AI will write a song of ice and fire. One has there have been attempts at that. Uh, if it's gonna happen, not with the stuff we have now. Uh, they were pretty bad. There, uh, yeah, but m- maybe in the future. Let's, let's put it this way: if a writer as skilled as George R. R. Martin isn't able to finish it it yet, I don't hold out much hope that an AI will be skilled enough to finish it yet in a so in a way that we would all enjoy. Of the robots, I am. Interesting. I am. Concerned. I'm not distrustful of the robots. I'm distrustful of the companies that own the robots. <laughs> and I, just in case any of them are watching, welcome our new robot overlords, <laughs> and I will be a taskmaster for the human beings you send down into the lithium mines. Keep me wow. in mind. Wow. All right. All right. I'm glad you put your application in to be a servant of the Matrix whenever it's created. But I will um, be a servant over yeah. other servants, just grasping, grasping, grasping. You will. Man, it's almost like the the movie Renfield is playing out in our in our stream right now. <laughs> I forgot you watched Renfield. Yeah. I did. I did. I've seen it a few times now, and it was pretty entertaining. Um, but so that's what's going on with the Wheel of Time. Should we move on and discuss what we're watching? Because I've actually been watching a decent amount. I don't know about you, but I've got stuff um, to discuss. I can go first because I was on vacation this past week, so I didn't watch a whole lot. Um, I finished True Detective. Okay. I I'm looking forward to seeing Dune next week uh, before, yeah. it, before it opens. I really wanted to get screeners for Avatar: The Last Airbender, but Netflix, in its wisdom, didn't feel fit to give to uh, to give <laughs> them to us. But I love Netflix, and I if whenever you want to give me screeners again, I will happily accept it, and I will lord over uh, be a taskmaster when you send humans. They're into the lithium mines. Once again, I'll do, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, Netflix. Just please give me screeners. For um, Avatar but, screeners, anything. Over vacation, the only thing I really watched with some family, we, we, we just wanted like a nice little family movie. So we watched 2000 movie called, um, 2001 movie called Conspiracy about um, okay. 
the meeting that happened in 1942 where all the Nazi commanders got together and planned the Holocaust. We went like a light thing to just kind Ooh. of, uh, oh, kind of yeah. break up all the beach going. So we decided on that. And it was pretty good. Uh. Kenneth Branagh and um, a, a, a young okay. Tom Hiddleston played a Nazi receptionist. It's a good movie. Wow. Okay. That sounds interesting. It was. Um, Stanley Tucci as Eichmann. Oh, I mean, you can never go wrong with Stanley Tucci. If he's in mm-hmm. it, you know, you're at least in for a decent time. Um, cool. So you also, do we want to talk about Mistborn at all? Because you finished the first Mistborn book, right? I did. I don't have it with me right do you now. Want to... uh, yeah, I, I finished the first Mistborn book, The Final Empire of Brandon Sanderson. I've never read Brandon Sanderson before. Brandon Sanderson he's, is a big name. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I have the same thoughts. I want to hold off to like a special about that or something. So we can talk a little more in depth about Mr. Sanderson. Do who it. Seems to be on the rise. Will he be the next person oh, to yeah. adapt to movies and TV? I don't know. We'll talk about it more yeah. later. What have you been watching, Daniel? I think, he, yeah, Sanderson's interesting. Before I get into what I've been watching, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he, he said the statistic a while back that I believe is accurate. That like he's the best selling fantasy author who hasn't been adapted yet so he's working very hard to get his stuff adapted right now but there are maybe reasons why his work is not very easy for it so yeah i i'm excited to talk with you about that in a special because we have thoughts we we both have thoughts about this uh mistborn gets better as it goes so if you like the first one but didn't love it i do think the second and third books are are better personally okay work um yeah the third one, especially, I think he sticks the landing well. But um, so I have been watching uh, this show that you really like, Warrior. On it is now Warrior. on Netflix. It's not on Max. Yeah, I started Warrior. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the flippy kicks and fight scenes. <laughs> the actors are all great. Uh, the music's kind of fun. I didn't expect that. Um, it's almost reminiscent of like a cowboy bebop or something, where it's like kicking in these kind of like jamming tunes, like as they start fighting. Um, but yeah, Warrior is on Netflix now. So if you missed it when it was on Max, those of you watching, uh, it's definitely worth checking out, I think. Um, I should I keep watching it? It keeps getting better. Yes. Through the first. In- yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, beyond Warrior, um, I am Warrior. rewatching Dune in pieces because sure. it's a two and a half hour movie and I am treating it like a television show because I don't have two and a half hours to sit down and watch it right now, but I'm really enjoying rewatching Dune, the movie in pieces. Um, and the other main thing I watched was I finally finished his dark materials. The show? I subscribed to max the show. Huh. I never finished season three. I, I just, kind of lost interest didn't watch season three so i finally did i thought they did a pretty good job with it it's still a weird story (laughs) it was kind of hilarious so i watched it my wife who has not read the books she had no idea what was going to happen in the third season so there were a lot of points where she was like, this is so weird and heady and I don't like it as much as the previous seasons. You know, it becomes about this war with basically God and the entire epilogue, right. is, spoiler alert, is Lyra and Will on the elephant planet falling in love and their love heals the universe. And then they have to go back to their own worlds. And the show kind of ends with this 
somewhat sad montage of them both coming back to the same bench every year, knowing the other one is in their worlds on the same. I recall what my favorite part of the whole series was that finale. Probably. I really liked that finale, but I I'd read the books. I'm not sure how I like who hadn't. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed all of it quite a lot. I think it it was one of those interesting times where watching it whenever she would be like this, this is weird. I would, uh, my response was always, that's the source material because I think they did it really, really accurately and well. And I think any issues with the end of his dark materials are really about his dark materials more than the show. Uh, Um, but I enjoyed the end, but I knew what was coming. So it wasn't, it's, it's almost jarring if you don't know that that's what's coming, that it's going to be this extended epilogue. That's just about their love story and the, the very sad way they split. But yeah, I, I'm so glad that that series exists, that that the whole book series got yeah. to get adapted. I, I think is a really good thing. I never, honestly, I never thought I would actually get to watch stuff like the amber spyglass on screen so yeah it was pretty good i like that Um, that show exists more than i like that show i thought it was good i thought it was solid i thought it was workman it was a workmanlike quality i don't think it ever like sang for me like it ever became must watch either to the world at large or in my own head but i i it's i like that it's out there and I did like the ending. I thought they did the ending very, very well. That, that was my main thoughts about. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. Kind of same. As... Oh yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda as um. No. Uh, Lee yeah. Scoresby. No. Lee Scoresby. Yeah, that no. was not my favorite casting in the world. Um, mm. I thought the underworld was really cool. There were a lot of things I think the third season did really well, and just the show in general. But what you said about it not quite breaking through to the we must shout from the rooftops. Everyone should watch this. That's kind of how I feel about the book series. Like I enjoyed it, but if you asked me to recommend like my 10 favorite book series to you, that wouldn't be on the list, even though it's like, you know, it's like a classic kind of, of, of the fantasy genre, but it is weird and heady. And, and it really does go far afield in that third book. And compared to where it starts in the golden compass, which is a pretty straightforward, fantasy right. adventure story for the most part um but yeah sometimes I, kudos um, to the people who made it yeah glad kudos. it exists sometimes when i watch something like that or read something like that that i know is famous and has um a big following but i don't get it an important question to ask uh can be is this a british thing because sometimes <laughs> uh i find yeah. out that the creatives are british and i'm like oh that's why something is off here. I felt that way about Monty Python my whole life. I just, I don't get it. Um, I kind of felt that way. And I liked it. Don't get me wrong. And I like the materials, but I just, I, I, I don't love it. I don't love it passionately, the show or the books. So maybe yeah. it's a British thing. It could be. It could be a British thing. I think that's fair. There were definitely things like that that I noticed as I was watching. Like when they first go to the underworld, it's like the waiting room of the underworld is like a literal waiting room. Like it looks like a British train station or something. And and that's an instance where I'm like, this is a weird way to depict the underworld. It's probably a very British way to do this, the, the choices they're making. Um, but it, fit the, it fits the series, I think. So, yeah, I agree with that. And but that was 
probably the most exciting thing I watched of the past week was finishing cool. that up. All about those elephants rolling around. My favorite part oh, of the yeah. season. Um, they were fun. They were cute. And yeah, beyond that, I'm trying to get caught up on Halo. That's my mission for tonight. Right. Because I have a Halo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're about to hit their fourth episode and they've kind of been setting up since the premiere that the the aliens, the Covenant, are going to attack Reach, which is like the big human homeworld. Uh, I know, shocker. But it seems like uh, there's an article that's up on the site right now that, that one of our contributors wrote about Halo saving up its CGI budget for the big one. Um, and that big one would be the, the invasion of Reach. And it, it does seem like that is what the show has been working toward. I don't know if that's coming in episode four, and five um but i want to get caught up to find out because i have a feeling it might be so that's what i'm watching right now also, uh some important questions from folks um yes uh for folks about three body problem you guys are right it's late march like march 21st or something like that so next month about a month from now netflix please 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 get me screeners i'll be eternally grateful and i will be an overseer <laughs> yada 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 also, a good question from Ben Jack. Um, <laughs> are we going to um, cover Shogun? We haven't really talked about it. We haven't. I, you know, I didn't have plans to watch Shogun, but I've heard so much good stuff about the book by James Clavell. Clavell, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, that I I kind of want to watch Shogun. So maybe Ben Jack, let us know if you are planning to watch it, and if we should be, or if you'd like us to. Uh, watch it. Dan, do you, yeah, or if you'd like us, if you want us to cover Shogun, shout it out in the chat and, and maybe we will make more of an effort to, uh, do you think you're going to watch that, Dan? I think I am going to, because I didn't get screeners, spend a lot of time binging I've had the last airbender over the next, <laughs> uh, several days. Oh yeah. So I'll get back to you after that. But I think oh, it comes out this. tomorrow, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Whew. Um, but yeah. Should we move on to the lightning round? Have we exhausted our discussion of what we're watching? I think we have. And Robert and Nicole both want to watch Shogun. I think we should seriously consider it. Uh, Yeah. Julie says she might watch it. I mean, it's got a good cast. Uh, It's got, I always forget his Mm. name. He was in Westworld. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, It's got a good, good lead actor, good source material. Hulu has kind of been quietly just doing good stuff. They have. Hulu Um, is dependable. Hulu is, you know, in this era of streamers making cockamamie crazy decisions, I feel like Hulu has just been kind of sticking to its game and doing pretty good. And Ben Jack, I same here. The initial reviews I've seen too are all looking really good. Um, ooh, and he's hearing it's very thronesy. So maybe that's the quick thing to say before we move on, because I think we should move on. Uh first, I want yes. to say that I'm only Two episodes away from the end of the Orville completely. And I have been, it's been great. Woo! I'm beginning Misty, all that Topa stuff. Nice. And uh, second, Envo craze with a very interesting question. I, I never thought I'd hear this again. Will the second half of the Nevers <laughs> ever be available on Blu-ray? Um, there's no announcement Virus. Envo craze. And I would be shocked if that ever happened. They, my response was in is a way, the Nevers, like, what's that? <laughs> Warner Bros. Discovery was like, that was like the one of the first shows they really buried, even before Batgirl. Yeah. But people were willing to overlook that one because it came in the end of the Joss Whedon being 
excommunicated from show business of it all? Uh, probably not. Yes. I would still watch. I still haven't watched the second half. I'll try to get around to it. I don't know where to find it. Um, what a new fun world we live in. But let's, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's move okay. on um, to the Wick News Lightning Round, where we go over several stories yes. from the past seven days that we didn't have time to get to in the body of the show and give our 20-second opinions. Sounds good. Let's do it. Um, Dan, I am going to ask you this first one. I did put them in order for once. You're right, um, so nice. So, I don't know if you saw this. You, There's no way you didn't see this. Did, Dune yeah. Part 2, getting rave reviews from critics. Zendaya broke the internet. She wore a robot suit at the premiere. What are your thoughts in 20 seconds Very cool. Very Mugler. Very Metropolis. I love it. Um... Fashion should be fun. Fashion should be themed. Fashion should feel good. And she is clearly coming to make a statement and a statement she made. Great outfit. And the movie <laughs> looks fantastic. I bet it's a giant hit. It sounds great. It's, it's going to be an event. Looking forward to it. Calling it now. Seeing it next week. Speaking of Dune, Dan. Um, okay, surprise. Anya Taylor-Joy is in the movie. She showed up in her own distinctive outfit. Uh, uh, some kind of like um, elaborate <laughs> virginal space habit. Who is she playing? What do you think of this? Yeah, so surprise. Uh, we found out at the premiere that Anya Taylor-Joy is also in this very star-studded movie. Uh, the internet's best guess is she is playing Alia, who is Paul's baby sister. So mm -hmm. maybe expect a fetus with telepathic powers that's the <laughs> voice of Anya Taylor-Joy. Because... Uh, Alia is like four years old by the end of the first Dune. So maybe we'll see her in a flash forward. Maybe they'll do some weird stuff. I don't know what Denny Villeneuve gets up to. Yeah. And by the way, in the comments, right, right. yeah, there's going to be some kind of robot in the chat. Uh, please ignore it. And um, do not, whatever you do, stop watching. Okay. Dan, yeah. What's next? Yeah. Robot, stop harassing people in our chat. We yeah. see you. But if you um, talk to your bosses, okay. again, just say that, say that I'm willing to <laughs> Put it in good word for Dan with your mm -hmm. bosses. He will run the lithium mines. Um, okay, so there are no lithium mines in the lands between, but we will soon be <laughs> returning there. So uh, just today, uh, the Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree DLC, that's the 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 expansion for Elden Ring, the hugely popular, popular video game, got a trailer along with the release dates. It's coming out June 21st. Dan, will you be playing it? Probably. Elden Ring is a big fantasy game that George R. R. Martin actually um, helped write the lore for. And you can tell it's got a, the stories about folks fighting each other over totally. control of a kingdom. It's, it's very George R. R. Martin. Great game. Hard game. I was both very frustrated and very, I don't know, compelled to keep playing when I was playing that. So I probably will. What a lovely, very beautiful game. That's coming back. Uh, Daniel, yeah. <laughs> uh, Madam Web, <laughs> the movie tanked at the box office thoughts. Yeah. Uh, basically Madam Web's doing real bad. People are saying it's even worse <laughs> than Morbius. Um, I just not surprised. The most interesting thing about this to me that has come to my attention is it seems like Dakota Johnson maybe thought she was joining the MCU. I didn't realize, but she like separated <laughs> with her talent agency like the week the Madam Web trailer dropped. And like she had comments about asking Elizabeth Olsen for advice joining a Marvel movie. So, oh, yeah, so sad. Madam Web destined to 
die an infamous death, I think. Um, I didn't realize right, that. That's Dan. Uh, unfortunate. Okay, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to her, you know, whoever her agent was. That's, that's a bad one. Uh, so this is also new news uh, as of, I think, yesterday. Uh, Rogue One and the creator director, Gareth Edwards, is going to do, he's in talks to direct the next Jurassic World sequel movie. I mean, you love Jurassic World a lot more than I do. I haven't seen a Jurassic Park movie since the second one, way back when. But I know that it's a huge okay. franchise and very, very successful. I love the first movie. Um, yeah. And I know that he, he he's very talented. I like him. He's very talented. I like Rogue One. The creator looks really cool. So I'm glad he's getting work. I kind of wish it was more original things, but the creator was so original. Maybe he spent all his capital on that. All right. Yeah. Daniel, here's something that only you can answer because I don't know what it's about. Yeah. So there is a controversy around the Hugo Awards, these uh, sci-fi and fantasy awards given out to authors and such. Uh, leaked emails reveal preemptive censorship by American and Canadian team members was to blame for the scandal. Summarize this for us in 20 seconds. Okay, I'll do my best. If you want to learn more about this, go read articles about it. They're out there. The Hugo Awards, there was this whole controversy where people were deemed ineligible. Chinese writers were dropped from the ballot after showing they were nominated. And basically everyone thought the Chinese government censored it because it took place in China for the first time ever. What we've found out since then is that emails were leaked, which show that American and Canadian Hugo team members preemptively made political dossiers on people and then cut them off the ballots because they didn't want to offend the Chinese government. So no, uh, no. a lot of people have resigned because of this. It's a it's a whole huge deal. The Hugos are tarnished at the moment and they need to earn their rep back. Uh, I went over 20 time. seconds, but yeah, go read about that if you want to know more. So here's something that's easier to talk about. Wait, 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 wait. Let's flip these. Um, okay. Dan, you ask, ask me another one. Then I'll ask you the last one. Okay. Uh, 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 Daniel, here's the first image and trailer <laughs> of the Borderlands movie based on the video game. It's Kate Blanchett, yep. I believe, as red hair. Yes. Yep. Coming out August 9th. Uh, that's Kate Blanchett as Lilith. So Borderlands is this chaotic shooter video game series on a really zany sci-fi world. Think Fifth Element. And it's getting a movie. Nothing. The movie was actually filmed in 2021, but it's coming out in a august because it's been in production hell since uh great cast it's got jack black it's got kevin hart ariana greenblatt looks pretty fun mm -hmm. and dan uh -huh. rounding out our show this is why i wanted you to talk about this one because i know you like this one more than i do and i want to hear your thoughts so the sandman season two is filming right now and tons of images have been hitting the internet uh here's one what do, what are your thoughts? I'm glad it's happening. I just wish it was happening sooner. Like this is the kind of show that could really benefit from being released closer in time because it's kind of yeah. got a very high concept concept. It's about a lot of wacky wild things, a lot of crazy concepts. And I just want it out sooner. Although I will definitely watch it because the first season was very good. It's a hard to adapt comic by Neil Gaiman. I like that's coming back. Bring it on and just find a way to do it faster. AI Sora, I don't know, something something AI. Uh, is the solution to no. most everything in the world. Uh, and that is it. Oh, uh, someone wanted us to 
Uh, see, number one Marvel fan, depending on the weird sandworm thing you get, I believe the like popcorn bucket. <laughs> I, I saw a picture of that. Bucket. Honestly, I I thought like, oh, that's cool. And then I moved on. And only later did I realize that everyone thought it looked like a butthole or something. Uh, y'all minds are in the gutter. <laughs> it's fun. You put your hand in there, you get some popcorn. You don't think about it that way. It doesn't have to rule your mind like that. Don't let it. Use yeah. the power of the human brain don't to treat it. it as a fun little art object and not something that reminds you a part of the anatomy, usually covered up. Anyway, um, that's our that's show That's some Benedictine magic right there. Use your oh. mind to to transcend the obvious Dune popcorn bucket in your that's life. Not, obvious um, to me anyway. And that's our show. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> we will <laughs> invoke craze. I'm also going to be able to make a live stream. We yeah, do this you. every Wednesday at uh, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winners Coming Facebook page and the Winners Coming YouTube page. You can download some podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. And uh, thanks for watching. Remember, when you go out there, sometimes a popcorn bucket's just a popcorn bucket. Bye. <laughs> Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.